0: Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we're going to talk about generational wealth and what it is and how people can create it. Do you want to leave a legacy? Stay tuned. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for healing, growing, and empowerment. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, I'm going to talk about something that we may or may not have thought about. And the question is, after you have gone from this earth, have you left a legacy? Have you left a way to support or empower people who have come after you? Now, in today's context, I'm going to talk a lot about money because for a lot of people, that's what generational wealth is. I do want to make sure at the beginning of the show to say, hey, you're an amazing person. There's a lot that you have taught or shared with people, either friends, family members, colleagues and all those ideas all that wisdom all that love all that compassion all that joy all that support that you've given over years or decades of your life to people that is part of their memory that is a part of your legacy it's true but what comes after what's concrete after you've left is there something that you can do to help people who come after you So millennials are the first generation that's less financially successful than its predecessors in the United States. They faced the financial crisis of 2008. They've had reduced work opportunities right out of college. They've had high college debts, and that's a lot of money. A lot of times people are having more than $100,000, more than $200,000 worth of college debt. They've had an incredible increase in pricing in the real estate market and millennials have had it hard. Like it's been difficult for them to buy real estate. They're usually beat out by baby boomers and they're experiencing the spike in inflation like we all are. And it's up to 10% in many parts of the world. And because of this inflation, we've had increased interest rates because different central banks are trying to reduce inflation. And what they're doing is increasing interest rates, which is increasing the cost of debt. So if somebody has a $100,000 debt and then the cost of debt goes up, they have to pay more money to service that debt in addition to paying off the debt. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference... Please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. So a lot of these opportunities for millennials to buy investments or buy real estate that would increase their wealth, those opportunities have either decreased or gone away entirely for a lot of people just out of reach. And so how are those people going to succeed moving forward? And the implication here is that millennials or Gen Z are the people that are coming after you if you're listening to this show. So, and of course, if you want to talk about empowering yourself financially, I do have other episodes about the power of money and that's important. And those are earlier in my show. So you can listen to those episodes for you personally. Power of Money 1 and 2, those are 16 and 17. And I have a variety of different episodes throughout the show about empowering women financially. But what I want you to think about is who's coming after you, right? So what's generational wealth? So generational wealth refers to financial assets that are passed down through families to children, grandchildren, and beyond. And assets passed from one generation to the next might include things like cash, investments, like stocks and bonds, um, also property. But sometimes it also includes art, intellectual property, or a stake in the family business. So federal research uh, by the Federal Reserve shows that wealth concentration and racial disparities and other systemic issues play a part in building generational wealth. And the reason why I bring this up is that usually generational wealth is passed down through white families. That's like 88% of the people that are doing this are white. And I'm bringing it to the attention, it's probably white men, not necessarily white women, and it's not necessarily people's color. And so I'm bringing this up because I would love you to be able to start thinking about how you're going to pass generational wealth down two people come after you and especially if it's not a norm for your family or your culture or if you never even heard of generational wealth because a lot of women just in general have not been trained in financial they have been trained in wealth building they have been trained in investing or saving a lot of women don't know that stuff they leave it to the men and so I'm sharing this aspect with you today because I want to help you start shifting your thinking about this Right. Because if you want to pass on wealth to someone else, you have to create it for yourself in this time that you have. And then you have to create something that you can leave for someone else. Right. So here's the thing. Working toward generational wealth and building it starts with things like financial literacy, budgeting and goals. Right. And I'm not going to go into the budgeting and goals as much. You can talk about that with other Financial advisors, you can listen to this podcast I mentioned, or other shows, they talk about this stuff. But I'm going to also say that I would argue that saving for college, if you can do it, or even hiring a college consultant to help you find scholarships for your child so that you can help your child graduate from college debt-free is a tremendous way of passing on generational wealth. So if your kid can graduate from college without having debt, they are not going to be saddled with debt that could prevent them from buying a house or getting married or investing. So I have a colleague named Alicia Howard, and in episode 22, she talks about the things you need to do to help your kid take the classes they need to take, join the clubs they need to take, to have a good college transcript and a good record that would make them desirable to people who are giving out scholarships but i also talk about what you actually need to do to go through the admissions process with her and i also talk about the importance of working with someone to help you find scholarships and the thing is you don't want to incur that debt and you also don't want your kid to incur that debt so a great strategy is to either save the money or to help them get a scholarship. And honestly, that's a way of passing on generational wealth. And it may not seem like it because it doesn't seem like it's something that you're willing to them, but you're saving them from a lifetime of being saddled with debt, and that's huge. So again, generational wealth can be direct through gifts or inheritance or indirect, like my example with the college and having them not having to pay for their debt. Okay, so sometimes... You can also help them with other life expenses. You can also help them by helping them get connected to find higher paying jobs or other opportunities. So these are all ways of passing on generational wealth. So here's some research on it. So there was a study in 2018 by the Federal Reserve and it was an analysis of the Survey of Consumer Finances and it estimated that 2 million households receive a generational inheritance or substantial gift each year. And by the way, these generational transfers are distributed and how they're distributed is notable because most inheritances are for less than $50,000. So I'm saying this for a reason. I don't want you to feel like you're overwhelmed and having the idea that you have to come up with a million dollars to give to your child because for a lot of us, that's not an option. But we could help them by helping them not pay debt for college, getting them a connection for a great job. And most of these inheritances that are passed on for most people are worth less than 50000 But all these other things you could pass on. Do you have art you could give them? Do you have intellectual property that they could make money from when they're older? Licensing. They could take your IP. They could license it to other people like photos or information or courses. And then they could sell that. And then they could make money from that. So that's really important to realize that you don't have to come up with a gigantic nest egg to pass on to people who come after you because most people are not doing it that way. And so I just want you to keep that in mind as a possibility. There are different ways to pass on generational wealth. So what could you pass on? So I want you to start thinking about this. Like, do you have real estate you could pass on? Do you have savings? Do you have stocks and bonds? What are things that you could pass on to someone? And I want you to think about this long term because if you don't have things now, what could you create or manifest in your life so that when you do leave the earth, you do have something to pass on? It's good to start thinking about this in the future and then start making a plan and setting up goals for creation of this and manifestation of this goal. On the non-financial side, what else could you pass on? Because this is just important. Could it be your wisdom, your knowledge, your language, your culture, recipes from your family? Um, And also remember that providing your children with amazing experiences is another way to pass on generational wealth. So I want to make sure this isn't all about money. (laughs) It's about those other things too. Okay, so in the show notes, I also give a link to another article which talks about a few things, including how black families can build wealth, and this is for anybody really, but that, the particular video that's in the article is Billy D. Williams. I don't know if you remember him from The Empire Strikes Back, but um, he does a video about that. And there's also information in this article about how to have conversation with your parents about this topic. So, you know, it's a touchy subject for some people. Some families are very open about it. There's some good information in that article also about if you're going to become an executor of your parents' will. There's some things that you might need to line up, get information on, and organize before they pass so that you're ready to execute their will when they do pass. So just passing on that information, that's all in the show notes. It That's a good article as well. and I want to make sure you know it's called Tips for Talking Money with Your Aging Parent that's the name of that article All right, so we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about tips on building generational wealth this podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group creating wellness through education if you've wanted to learn about being an empath healing energy work consciousness or massage we have online and in-person courses for you find us on facebook at hubbard education group that's hubbard education group or go to www.arielhubbard.com that's www.arielhubbard.com and if you're on clubhouse you can find ariel hubbard by looking up ariel hubbard a-r-i-e-l-h-u-b-b-a-r-d we're back. So let's start with financial literacy. Number one, improving your financial literacy is definitely the first step. So you need to understand about budgeting, credit, savings, and also clearing debt. That's step two. Take a look at your debt. And, you know, for some people, it's hard for them to save when they're paying off their debt. So there are debt repayment strategies that you could use. You might also want to think about creating an emergency fund. And some people say about six months worth of spending so that you have that in cash in case something comes up and that could prevent you from going to further debt if there's something unexpected that you need to pay for. Step three, create a budget. So your debt plan's part of your budget, but also looking at how you're spending your money will let you know if you can cut some things back. All right. You could also develop financial goals. That's step four. When you have a budget that works for you, you can start thinking about your goals, your personal goals for yourself, and then your goals for generational wealth. Things like retirement savings, insurance policies, investments, and emergency funds could all be part of your financial goals. And then five, when you're thinking about that next generation, because after you've built your own wealth, you want to think about how you're going to empower the people coming after you. You could go back and revisit your budget and your plans and if you have what you need, you could start putting more money aside for people to come after you. Regularly assessing your financial situation against your goals is a good way to make sure that you're working toward building generational wealth. And just remember that building wealth like building credit takes time. Okay, so just remember that no financial plan is permanent Go ahead and make those changes that you need to. So just to recap, you don't want to think about just yourself and your life and what's going on in your life. We know this. We know this is important. But you also want to think about what are the possibilities for you to pass something valuable on to someone who comes after you. What you could pass on is financial or it could be cultural. It could be information. It could be intellectual property. It could be art. It could be real estate. But what is there that you could pass on? If you don't have anything now, what could you create before you leave the planet? This is a big picture kind of idea. And that's good to have big picture ideas in your life because that helps you start putting your life in context. You know, you're part of the universal flow. You're part of the people who came before you. You're part of the universal flow. You're part of the people who came before you. You're part of the people who go after you. And how can you be a better part of that experience for everyone? So what can you contribute to the people who come after you? That's the question I leave you with. I hope that this was good information for you. Have a great day and I'll see you soon.
1: Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971 971- Three one nine two six one H, or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A dot com.